let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today and thank you for blessing us today with your holy word. We are grateful that we are in your presence. We thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you bless us, cause us to receive your word and to walk in your will. We are grateful. Thank you for this Holy Spirit conference. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I want to thank Pastor Tom and his beautiful wife for inviting me here to be with you. Uh, it's a, it's a long-standing relationship. I think there are some things he doesn't remember either. <laughs> he gave me a prophecy some years ago, and that prophecy has stayed with me. He gave me that prophecy in Seattle, in Wendell Smith's church. Wendell is going to be with the Lord. But I always remember that. And, uh, because it, it was exactly in line. I was, so, I was so surprised when he walked up to me and told me something. So I, I always remember that. So it's, it's been a long time. And we were blessed to have him with us in Ghana and also in Botswana. So, Now, tonight, I want you to um, listen very carefully because I believe that it's a very important uh, message from the Lord. And um, it's a message from Jesus. Amen. Amen. And this message... Um, I could say in many different ways, but I believe that it's something that the Lord is telling us here. And it's, I come seeking fruit. In Luke chapter 13, verse number 6, he speaks this parable. A certain man had a fig tree and planted in his vineyard and came and sought fruit thereon and found none then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard behold these three years i come seeking fruit on this fig tree and i find none cut it down why cumbereth it the ground and he answering said unto him lord let it alone this year Till I shall dig about it and dung it, and if it bear fruit well, and if not, then after thou shalt cut it down. Amen. Amen. So, I believe that um, Jesus is speaking to all of us tonight, and what he is saying is that. 
he is looking for fruit from you. All right? And from the church. He's looking for fruit from the church. Um, because he has invested in us. And he is looking for something in return for all his investments and all his love for us. Now, I want to, I want to really emphasize something. You, you all, of, all, of, all of us here, we are Pastor Tom's fruits. Amen. You are his fruits. So we are looking at one person's fruits. Of course, along with all the people that have helped him over the years. But when God invests in you and builds his church, he is expecting something to come from the church. And he's expecting exactly what he says. Fruit. Fruit. And you have to be careful uh, with your life. Um, Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. It says that who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works not according to your works God doesn't call you according to how good you've been or how bad you've been but like he has a purpose so he has a purpose for every one of us for every, every one of you on the it's nice, it's nice that you sing it's nice that you it's nice that you play. I play and I sing. I've been I've been playing. I play and I sing too. And I make music. Yes. But that's not the fruit I'm talking about. So it's it's nice. I thank you for singing. When we talk about fruits, when we talk about fruits in the kingdom. You see, you have people saying, oh, I'm a carpenter for Jesus. Oh, I'm a businessman for Jesus. Oh, I'm a doctor for Jesus. Oh, I'm a lawyer for Jesus. Oh, I'm an air hostess for Jesus. But that's, that's not what I mean by fruits. I hope, um, and I don't really mind if you don't like what I'm saying, but it's McDonald's, it's not Burger King. Fruit, fruit is bearing fruit after your own kind. Fruits are souls. <laughs> 
Let's not. I'm a, I'm a lawyer for Jesus. I'm a pilot for Jesus. I'm a shop owner for Jesus. Let's stop playing games. Fruits are bringing forth. If you are a woman and you got married and you wanted to have a child and I tell you, oh, just be happy in your shop. Be a shop owner for your family. Be a pilot, a, a lady pilot for your family. And you explain, no, but I want to have a child. Oh, be a lawyer. You're, you're fruitful. Are you not fruitful if you are, if you are a lawyer for your family? Aha! Why don't you consider it as fruit? Why don't you consider it as a product? Yes. When Jesus sent us into the world, he didn't send us to be shop owners for Jesus. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, I, uh, I am a, what do you call those people who have um, deep freezers? And then they, they keep fish, cold, cold store. Yeah, and then they sell fish. You know, I'm a, I, I'm a, what do you call it here? Huh? Butcher man. Butcher man. I'm a butcher man for Jesus. I sell, I sell fish. I sell fish. Somebody's got to be crazy. Listen. Jesus said, I will make you fishes of men, not having a cold store or a butcher man selling fish in town. It's different. You know, we have all kinds of modifications of the Great Commission. Oh, I've been commissioned to go and prosper. You've been commissioned to go and prosper. Are you serious? Where is, where is the money? Look, give me some volume. Where is the money? Those of you who have been commissioned to go and prosper, where is the money? We see a lot of Christian people saying, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a businessman for Jesus. I remember one guy, he, he came to me, he said, I'm farming cashew nuts. And he said to me, he, he was driving a Range Rover. And he said, when I'm going to make a lot of money, you know, I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord and working in the church. And this guy said, I'm going to make a lot of money and bring it to the kingdom, to the house of God. It's been 40 years. How many years? 40 years. All these people who are going to be rich and bring the money to the church. 
Where is the money? All those preaching prosperity and showing off cars. When did a car become a sign? Then I, then I must be a very poor person because I don't own a car. I, I personally don't have a, I don't personally own any car. Oh yeah, I use cars, but don't I don't own any car. I've not owned car. I've not owned a car for years. I've not owned any car for years. Then I must be the poorest. Oh no! If you watch the things I do, you will know they they are they are they are not things that are just uh, you can use peanuts to to do that. No no no! I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a Zimbabwean pastor to come to Ghana to come and conduct a crusade. I want you to come with your cars, come with your trucks and equipment and everything. Drive to Ghana, just like I drove to Ghana, I drove to Zimbabwe, and I preached in this country for 30 continuous days, in from Gweru to Bulawayo to Bindura to uh, 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 Big Falls to every part of uh, to Mutare every place i slept in every town in this in this country for the, if you are if you say you are rich i thought you said you are you are into prosperity into, into money show it by the work of god stop showing off little little toys are you a child how old are you how, how old are you how old are you are you showing off little cars because the door opens like this the door opens up way down i mean what is this somebody's got to be crazy <laughs> sit down you guys are making a lot of noise sit down sit down please You know, I just don't know. I don't even. I just, I, I just want to share with you a few scriptures and then we pray. Now, in Acts chapter 1, Bible says in verse 4, being assembled together, he commanded that they shouldn't depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me wait for the promise everybody wait for the holy spirit i believe this is a holy spirit uh, conference is it a holy spirit or not conference i i believe i saw the theme something holy spirit huh abiding in the holy spirit ah this is a this is jackpot abiding in the holy spirit Now, they said, for John truly baptized with the uh, Holy Spirit. Uh, John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. Jesus told them, you know, John was into water. Just as today there are some pastors into water, Vaseline, oil, everything, you can have it. John was into water. But Jesus said, I am into the Holy Ghost. 
So I am bringing Holy Ghost in a, in a few days time. How many want the Holy Ghost to fall on you in a few days time? Oh yes. Now, as soon as Jesus told the church about the Holy Ghost, I want you to listen to what the pastors of those days said. As soon as Jesus told them about the Holy Ghost. Because he told them about the Holy Ghost in verse 5. Then in verse 6, immediately, they wanted to move straight into politics. Look, he said, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, are you going to get rid of these Pontius Pilate and his armed forces, their soldiers and all these guys, Caesar's people, and let the kingdom Israel be Israel on its own? Because Israel was under subjugation. It was, it was, it was, it was a colony. It had been colonized by the Romans, just, how, just like we were colonized by the British. That is why Jesus had two trials. You see, when he was arrested in the evening, after the last supper by Reverend Judas and his guys. Shh. You guys are too noisy. Listen. Don't disgrace us, please. Now, when Judas and the guys came to Jesus, and Jesus was arrested in the evening, remember they had supper, let's say, seven to about nine. Then they walk to the gardens. When you, when you go to Israel, I saw the Israel trip. This is an important evening you should try to do. You, you go to the, where they had the supper. Then you walk down to the garden of Gethsemane. So that is for the prayer time. So remember that was about three hours. Praying. Remember Jesus said, could you not watch with me for one hour? And he did it three times. So that's three hours prayer. Pastor. Isn't it? It's a long time since you prayed for th three hours or one hour. Hmm. Okay. Then he was arrested in the, that was seven to nine, then nine to let's say 12 maybe. So he was arrested in the evening. So then when you go to Jerusalem, when you go to Israel, you walk from the, walk from the, sh you walk from the garden, you cross the Kidron Valley and come to Caiaphas Palace which is the high priest, the pastors. That's where he was tried. And they said he was blaspheming that he was God and that that was it. This man must go out. But they couldn't do anything because they were a colony. The government was not an Israeli government. The government was a Roman government. So they couldn't just go around killing people. So they tied up Jesus. So when you go to Kephas Palace in Jerusalem, you see the dungeon and all that there. Then in the morning, you, they took him from that palace to the praetorium, which is where Pilate had his government office or his colonial office. So that's also another trip to make. So when you go there, then you see this is where the 
final thing happened and that was where Pilate felt that no this guy is not guilty so he took water to wash his hands you can't wash your hands that's why we mention Pontius Pilate in every apostle's crew crucified under Pontius Pilate we've never he could never wash it away you get it yes and you see Pilate would not have crucified Jesus but there was a little voice that started to rise from the crowd and the little voice said then you are not Caesar's friend you see that's politics politicians bow they that's what moves them said then you are not Caesar's friend then you are not Caesar's friend and then he said no then my political career is coming into question and he said "Ah, this man must go so the last resort was to bring an armed robber a thief brought him there and said look I'm putting these two for elections who will you vote for all right and in one of the most incredible and incredulous decisions taken by Jews at any time in the history of human beings they chose Barabbas over Jesus Christ anyway so they said will you restore everything so that we don't have these Romans you see pastors and Christians get power from the Holy Ghost who are about to receive they have not even received the Holy Spirit immediately they want to do something else oh yes immediately they want to be politicians for Jesus their mind went straight to other things Hmm? I don't know whether we are all reading the same Bible. Jesus said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. John was into water, Vaseline, oil, and all those things, but I'm going to give you Holy Ghost. Now let's see what happens. Then when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, will you restore the kingdom? And he said, no. Verse 7. your interest in politics it doesn't even matter what time what season who is come god has put things there huh? god himself knows when he's going to make israel a nation is israel not a nation now i'm asking is israel not a nation now israel is a nation 1945 7th of May. Hmm? Uh, not 7th of May, 1945. 1948, yes. Yes. 7th of May. I did not a nation. I did not the most, the strongest nation in the Middle East now. Hmm? Yeah, so why? But you see, this is how all Christians are in every country. We don't even know why we have been given the Holy Spirit. We don't even know why we've been given the Holy Spirit. So in verse 8, he said, okay, he's not correcting them. He says, but, you see, but is to cancel what was before. You shall receive power. Power. Power for business. I, I know you want to change it quickly to business. You want to be a lawyer for Jesus, a businessman for Jesus, a shop owner for Jesus. You want to sell fish for Jesus. You want to sell beef for Jesus. You want to be a farmer for Jesus. 
Be careful. Be careful. Those of you who are changing the commission of Jesus and the purpose for which the Holy Spirit has been given. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And what is going to happen? And you shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. You shall be preachers. No, I want to be a carpenter for Jesus. That is why your church is finishing. That's why your church is finishing. Churches are ending. I'm telling you. You can write it. Go on television and watch the big churches. Just look close. You see it's black curtains. The people are finished in the churches. The famous ones. It's all finishing. I'm not, listen, listen. I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord and working in the church. It's a song. That's what we are quoting. That's why they're excited. I've traveled by the grace to so many countries. I remember in South America, every single country, you see assemblies of God. American assemblies of God. You see pastors, missionaries, just like Pastor Tom Duchelle. American churches will send people. Huh? They will send people to the nations. You see, that word power is everything that you need is in that word power. That's why, you know, I don't, I, I don't struggle about, I don't struggle to look for money. No, by the grace. No. By the grace of God. I didn't grow up in a poor, in a poor home. Money, if I wanted money, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Ah, there must be some easier ways of making money. Hmm? you see pastors all you want is money sometimes when we go for crusades you see the people will be looking at our tracks and our equipment and they are looking at they, they say these people have money you rarely hear me preaching about money this is what i'm preaching about you shall receive power yeah? and then you will be my witnesses you see the direct the direct unambiguous clear effect of the Holy Spirit's presence on the church is to let the church go out to Jerusalem to Judea Samaria and to the ends of the earth if the Holy Spirit is in the church if the Holy Spirit is in the church and remember that the Holy Spirit is a spirit so we can't see him you can't really know whether the Holy Spirit is anywhere. Like if the Holy Spirit is with me or with you. Or, it's not easy to see. Can you see the Spirit? Look, look closely. Can you see? Can you see? How, how, can you, you, you can't see. You can't see. 
Uh, come stand here. Uh, can you see Holy Spirit? You can't see. So how do you know the Holy Spirit is in a church? How do you know the Holy Spirit is in a pastor? Or a so-called man of God? Look closely and clearly at the Bible. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. You shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses you become witnesses and preachers of jesus the topic will be jesus christ do you understand what i'm saying the topic is jesus that's the topic i have a book it's called how to preach uh, how to preach salvation if you can put it up and most pastors cannot preach salvation I remember one, yeah, that's it. How to, you can preach salvation. Yeah. <laughs> I learned how to preach salvation from Billy Graham. I will not lie to you. I transcribed his messages and copied him. Yeah, I believe in copying. Yes. You are an original. I'm not original. <laughs> Since you are original, Bible said there's nothing new under the sun, but you are new. Except you, you are breaking that scripture. (laughs) You'll be traveling. You'll be laboring. When we say we are the church, this is what the church is supposed to do. I challenge any church which is not evangelistic. Look, anything which is not evangelistic Eh? which is not winning souls don't give me that carpenter for jesus you know I, i'm tired of hearing that, that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer for jesus i'm a businessman for jesus i'm making money for jesus it's not true where is the money we've been in the church all these years we don't see all these things pastors you can you you, you have programs and conventions and church services not even an altar call Oh yes. Oh yes. Not even an altar call. You don't even know how to do it. Man of God. Are oh, you wonder what you are preaching? You say you are a prophet. You say you are a prophet. Look, go and let's ask Lazarus. Remember the story of Lazarus and the rich man. When when the rich man went to hell, he became a strong evangelist in hell. He said, I have five brothers in Harare. I need you to send Lazarus. He was now into missions. He said, I want to send. I want to send. I want to send. The church will end if we don't send. The church must send or it will end. When when you go to hell and you see that it is real, you guys, you go back, go back. When you go to hell, eh? when you go to hell, go back, go back, go back. And you see the fire. You will see you become evangelistic. He said, I want you to send Lazarus, send from his comfort zone, from Harare, from London, from wherever. Send him, send him. I have five brothers, they will come here. I know they will come here. I know they will come here. How many minutes do I have? Are you the one holding the time? Uh, I know you are holding something ready to show me. Your time is up. (laughs) 
person. You, I'm, 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 I want to say anybody who says he's a prophet, listen to this particular part. The rich man became evangelistic. He was now wanting to send missions and missionaries. And Father Abraham said, no. Because when you go to hell, every question you ask and every request you make in hell, the answer is no. No, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know, maybe you do, I'm not aware. Go and read that story again. Everything he asked for, Abraham said no, no. Hey, but this guy was persistent. So, yeah. Abraham, Abraham, he said, send, let him send him to bring me water. He was used to sending, you know, rich people said, go and bring me tea, go and bring water, go and do this, go and do this. So when he entered into hell, he thought he was still, you know, because it's like you are still alive. So he thought he was still the same. Go and put on the air conditioner. No, no air conditioner here. If you want to go to heaven, there is a road from Harare straight to heaven. If you want to go to hell, there's a road from Harare straight to hell. But there is no road from hell to heaven. There's no crossover. Once you go into one, you can't cross. If you go in there, you can't. If you go up, you go. Abraham, Lazarus said, the rich man said, Abraham said, there is a, a, a great gulf fixed between bigger than victoria fall you can't you can't cross from thence to hence and neither can they pass from hence to thence then father abraham said to lazarus to to the rich man he said they have the prophets they have the what he didn't even mention pastors he didn't even mention but he said prophets Prophets are supposed to preach about hell. That's why when I preach at the crusade, I tell them I'm the greatest prophet for you today because I'm t- everything I'm telling them will happen. It will happen. It will happen. You will die. You will die. You will either go up or will go down. They have the prophets. Let them tell them. Let them warn them. Let them win souls. Ah, you look at the pastors today. Go back, go back. You can't even evangelize. You can't even preach. You can't even talk about heaven and hell. Only talking about business. And sometimes you go to church, you wonder whether you are listening to a banker. Or you are listening to a politician. Or you are listening to, you don't even know what type of person is this. Hey! And you say he's in a church. Church is a place you come to be saved. You come to hear the word of God. You come to be rebuked and corrected. You come to bow your knees. The Bible says every knee shall bow. Some knees will bow too late. But every knee will definitely bow in the end. You are a prophet 
Then open your mouth, look in the Bible very clearly and carefully at the words of Jesus when he spoke about that rich man. And Jesus is the one who told us the story. Said there was a certain rich man, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus laid at the gate of the rich man, full of sores, desiring every day to be fed from the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. There was a certain rich man, clothed in purple and fine linen. He had everything. He was in town. He had the biggest house. And here we are in our churches. Always looking to see if there's a, a new rich man has come. Who, who's that guy? Who's that guy over there? Who, who's that man? Check, check him out quickly. Which car? There are people on the car park watching for big cars. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you know, one day my wife went somewhere to where, you know, her mother comes from where your first president's uh, uh your, your president mugabe's wife the first wife where, where she comes from that area so you know she was in a four-wheel drive a big car hey. when she went there it was a sunday so i think she passed by somebody's church when she got there the pastor was preaching but he was giving the signal a big car has come <laughs> i tell you he left the preaching and came outside Oh yes. I know you don't have such things in Zimbabwe, so I'm going to Malawi to preach now. Yeah, I know. I mean, these things don't affect people in Zimbabwe, so. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit comes on the church, on on this church, on on this church. Don't, don't think, I don't know why you are I don't know why you are thinking of another church that, <laughs> I don't know why you are thinking of another church Don't think of any church, think of yourself Think of your church Non-evangelistic church Your church is just a club It's just a place for high society to meet and some few supporters oh yes you'll be a witness one day i went to a rich man's house to see him i knew that i wouldn't have much time so i memorized the whole story of lazarus and the rich man Because I knew that I wouldn't have time. I had to quote. I quoted the whole passage for him. I said, you are this rich man. You are this rich man. You will go to hell. Don't give your life to Jesus. Hey, some of you will be afraid to say this to any rich man. Because you want him to join your church. You want him to bring money to your church. To support your ministry. Your hands are tied. Your tongue is tied. Because of money. Because of power and influence. You can't preach well anymore. You don't know how to evangelize. Where are your missionaries? 
Where, where are they? Look at Acts 1 and verse 8. You shall be my witnesses. Don't think of any other church. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is just Harari. Hmm? Jerusalem is Harari. And the towns around Harari. And then Judea is uh what do you call your Sadek? Is it what do you call Sadek? Yeah. That's Judea. Don't change the Bible. Listen, don't change the Bible. Don't say I'm a capital for Jesus. Don't don't say I'm a businessman for Jesus. Stop that nonsense. Start, let's read the Bible. What he says, he said, You will be my witness in Jerusalem, which is where you are. Judea, which is the next surrounding area. Then Samaria, people that maybe you feel you are better than. Oh, yes. You see, in every country, there are people that you feel you are better than. I remember one time I was in Ghana and I was talking to some people from South Africa. They said, oh, you are northerners. I said, who are northerners? You in Ghana, you are northerners. I said, hey. I met somebody from South Africa. She said, oh, I told my children I'm going to Africa. I said, I don't understand. I don't understand what you are saying. So I'm going to Africa. I said, what is Africa? Just is coming to Ghana. It means I'm going to Africa. It's like South Africa is not Africa. Welcome to the club now. You are seeing it for yourself. Hmm. Those are Samaritans. That's why Jesus told the story. He said there was a Levite who passed by there was a, 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 a priest who passed by, but then a Samaritan, like an unwanted person. So the rest of Africa, ah, there are many of you who say, oh, he's a Nigerian. Mm. Better watch your bag, and this guy's a Nigerian, you know. He's from Ghana, you know, you got to be careful. Those West Africans, you know, you got to be careful. Okay, I'm going, because I think, I think you people, yeah, when I preach about real things, it's like uh, you don't like it's like you don't really understand what I'm talking about. So I'm going home. I'll see you. Bye. I should continue. Okay, okay, I'll continue. supposed to have missionaries sent from this town who are missionaries you see nobody here has a right to criticize a Nigerian from today never again open your mouth why don't you send missionaries to Nigeria when it comes to business you see the planes landing in Nigeria one time I was sitting by a certain man. We landed in, in Nigeria. When we landed there, I said, what are, you, what are you doing here? 
Air France, it was full, full of white people. They were all going to Nigeria. For money, no problem. No problem. For church, oh. Uh, go back, go and sit down. Go back and sit down. For money, it's not a problem. There's oil, there's money to be made. 250 million people, not a problem. But when it comes to church, do not think that you are better. Well, you can think you are better, no problem. But so that's why Samaria is there in the list. You're supposed to go to places where you think you are better than them. No problem. I hear Zimbabwe is one of the poorest. To me, Zimbabwe is very beautiful. Oh, yes. Oh, no, don't clap. That's not why I'm, but I'm explaining to you that since you are better than other, other, whatever, I'm expecting to see you on the move. I'm expecting to see you on the move. That's why, you know, when I started preaching, I said, look, this, everybody here is Pastor Tom Duchel's foot. He's almost 70 years old. You know, the Bible gives us 25 to 50. If you read Numbers 4 and Numbers 8, your ministry lasts from the age of 25 to 50. So he's already almost 20 years over time. He's just doing extra things to just, I mean, help and so on. You know, 25 to 50. Go and read your Bible. Numbers 4, Numbers 8. Yes. 25 to 50, you shall minister. After the age of 50, you shall not continue to minister, but you serve in the tabernacle of the Lord. That's all. Yes. So when you are over 50, you are already in overtime. You are in extra time. Long time. It's, it's, it's way into extra time. Way, 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 way into extra time. And then to the ends of the world. Yes. I just came from a, a church in a, a churches in the Pacific Islands. I, was, I, had a camp, I had a camp in uh, Papua New Guinea in Port Moresby over 1,500, 300 people in the camp at the camp, not a church service then I was in Fiji he said Fijians, Papua New Guineans and then King, Sol- uh, King Solomon I said Solomon uh, uh, Islands uh, we were going there and then there was a, a, a typhoon they call it some cyclone, something and then Van- uh, Vanuatu uh, uh, Tonga all these islands, we have churches there we sent people from Ghana from Ghana, read your Bible if you say you have the Holy Spirit, I'm expecting, I'm expecting you to be witnesses. The direct effect of the Holy Spirit on the church is that, and you shall receive power, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, right where you are. Very good, well done. Then in Judea, you go a little further. Then in Samaria, to Samaritans, people that are like you, but a little different and then to the uttermost if the holy spirit is in you and the holy spirit is with you that's what i'm expecting i'm I'm reading from the bible please i'm reading directly from the bible i challenge you you say you have the holy spirit the american church was one of the greatest missionary churches you can't travel anywhere and not find assemblies of God. Missions. They died. They died. I don't know if you know there was a pastor, Don George. He came when Pastor Tom was with us. He, he, the first time he came to Ghana, he came to visit his friend. Because his friend was a missionary in the north of Ghana. There was no road even up there. They had to cut trees on the way all the way up. 
Yeah. And he was there with the people. And on Christmas Day, his son was lighting a fire in the, the generator, was trying to put on, and the generator caught fire and burnt his son. His son died on the mission in Ghana. So Pastor Don George, who, who is a great man of God, he, he, he came all the way to Ghana to go all the way to the north to comfort his friend who was a missionary there. Oh, yes. You talk of Americans. That was when there was power in the church. Yes. It's not now doing right, right about this, Facebook, this, whatever, uh, right of this, right of that. It doesn't get anywhere. It doesn't do anything. Looking for money. You imagine Jesus saying, look, go back. Jesus saying, go to the ends of the world. Go to, I can't even move. Jesus saying, go to the ends of the world. And what is happening? He says, go. He didn't give you transport money. He didn't give you airfare. He didn't even talk about food. He did, it means that the power is also the power to get all the resources and the money to do all those things. It's all linked into it. When you start going, God will send the provisions. Ah, before Bunky died, he came to, he, he, you know, I was with him in Brazil. My last time I saw him. And uh, I, was, I was just with, just with him alone and he was telling me he was telling me the secret of his ministry he said you know this this that he said that's the secret i said wow, wow. okay now last we were talking with just the two of us at the table he said i want to tell you something to encourage you and he told me a story of uh, somebody who called he said meet me at the airport meet me at the airport and uh person met him i said look i i, I have to go i have to catch a flight he said he, he almost left but then he, he sat with her. When he sat with the lady, she, she just pulled out a checkbook and she wrote one million dollars. I said, please, what name should I put on the check? One million. He said, then he showed her the name. Not his name, but the name of the ministry. And he said, I'm telling you to encourage you. He said, people are going to give you to support you. That's what he told me. He said, yeah. I'm telling you this to encourage you. That was, the last, that was one of the last things that he told me. When I started doing evangelism, I thought I would be poor. I'm on my way to Madagascar. I'm going to fly. I'm flying from here directly to a strange, strange city, not the capital, far off. How do you think I'll fly there? There are no flights there. Oh, yes. Do you think I'm going to get something from them? <laughs> do you think I'm going to get money from them? Nothing like that. The town I'm going is called Mahajanga or something. Mahajanga. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You have, you have no idea what we, what we are spending. Where will we get money to do all these things? And build the churches. We have built seven cathedrals in Madagascar alone. Oh, yes. That's why I'm saying to you that if you say you have money, show it by the work. I challenge the church and I say that if the church turns around and takes up the original commission, power will return to the church. Money will return to the church. And everything that is needed for the commission to be fulfilled will come back to the church. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things which people are dying for, People are giving up their ministries. Ha! 
you know, I'll tell you a vision that I had at the beginning, at the very beginning of my ministry. In the vision, I was alone. It's like a trance. And there was nobody there. I was like in a big field. And then I saw a heap. I thought it was a heap of sand. You know how when a tipper track pours out, do you, what do you call tipper track? What do you call it? <laughs> tipper track, okay. It tips the sand out. So I saw a heap down there and I said, oh, that's, that's some sand. So I walked up to the sand. When I got closer, I realized that it wasn't sand. Do you know what it was in the vision? It was gold coins. Hey! I said, what a heap. This is a powerful heap. So I said, no, I need to get a truck or something to organize this whole heap and then take it, you know, to somewhere safe. Then I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. Do you want to know what the Holy Spirit said to me? Are you sure you want to know what the Holy Spirit said to me? The Holy Spirit said to me, no track. No track. He said, just take with your hands what you can take and then put it in your pockets. No, I wish I had more pockets. You get it? Just take, just take and put it in your pocket and then, and then move on I said somebody's got to be crazy <laughs> and you know what the Holy Spirit said he said on the road that I have called you to there are many of these heaps along the way you don't need to settle down on this heap and end your life and your ministry with this heap of gold coins. There's more on the road that I've called you to. And so it has been. Every step along the way. He provides and he will provide. He provides and he will provide. Along the road that God has called you. I've published more than 40 million books. How do you, how do you think you produce all these books? Million. Million, not thousand million oh yes. oh yes and i'm not from america sometimes i meet americans they say when you pass by i say i don't pass by I, I never pass by they want to invite you by telling you when they when you pass by i don't pass by america oh no no i'm doing so many things uh, go back go back amen oh yes don't come please don't come for I see God is about to help you. Listen, if you can turn, if you can turn in your heart, Jesus is looking for some fruit. It's not business he's after. I believe it. I've, I've been doing this for some years. Yes. It has always been one thing. The main thing is still the main thing. The word of God cannot be upgraded. You shall receive power. After the Holy Spirit... Not an evil spirit, the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, it's going to make you a witness to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends. No, no, change the to King James Version, the uttermost parts. Change the version. Yes. The uttermost parts of the earth. 
Don't think of anybody else for this message. This is for you. It's for me. This is what will make you rich. Yeah. Stop thinking about money. You know, when God called me, you know, I told the Lord, Lord, I'm going to be a doctor. Because I was in, I was in school. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to bring you a lot of money to the church. And God said, I don't want your money. I want you. I said, hey, me. I said, I don't want your money. I want you. Stop thinking about your money. You know, I didn't know how valuable I was to God. And one day I was in London and I met a man who was sitting in a living room. Ah, he had only four fingers. He had like this. I said, where is your finger? He said, oh, I was in a factory and my thumb got cut off. There was a machine, it was off. How about he was very happy? I said, why are you so happy? So I got a lot of money for my thumb. He said, do you know how much my thumb is worth? And he mentioned the amount, thousands of pounds for the thumb. I said, wow. And I tell you, I said, the guy became rich for the thumb. So I was thinking to myself that if a thumb is worth about 25,000 pounds, then what about this finger and this one and this one and this one? And what about the hand? And what about the arm? And what about this one and that one and this leg and that leg and my heart? I realized that I'm a very valuable and expensive creature. And that God actually wants something really valuable. Yes. Wonderful. You are so wonderful to God. Yes. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, You are the workmanship of Jesus Christ. Created unto good works. And until you start doing those good works, you'll never be a happy person. Yes. You are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. We the church have been created for good works. For, and say, oh, good works, yes. I'm going to be a capital for Jesus. I told you to stop saying that. Somebody, somebody's got to be crazy. Have you watched this movie, Where Eagles There? As usual, I say, you are so spiritual, you don't, you don't know what, what, what it is. <laughs> but when you watch that movie, you see the guy was taken to a mountain and then he was shown in binoculars. You see, that is where we are going. Five. Clint Eastwood was in that movie. So he saw the mountain with the cable car. said, that's where we are going to go and save somebody. And Clint Eastwood turned to his friend and said, somebody's got to be crazy. That's where that saying comes from. We are the church. And this is our work. No one has this job. No school has a job of preaching the gospel. Schools have the job of teaching physics, chemistry, biology, economics. But we, we have a commission. We have been sent by God. Go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ah, somebody said, oh, you don't understand in Africa we need a lot of social help. Where do you think I am? Where do you think I, I live? All my life I've lived in Ghana. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe was, I mean, a top camp before you, you started having your, your problems. You know? And South Africa. 
And they looked down at us, they call us Africa. We said, okay, no problem. We, <laughs> we are your senior brothers <laughs> in Africa. Keep coming. Oh, yes. You talk about poor. You talk about poor country. But you see, that's where I've lived. I've never, when you watch those movies, the poorest places you see, they are in Ghana. Yeah. But I believe, you see, I'm not wiser than God. The cross is the foolish thing that God has chosen. That by the foolishness of preaching of the cross, that men should be saved. Yes. It, it looks like, it looks like it's weak. But that's what God has chosen. And that is, must be our passion. I tell you, I know, look at all of us here. One man came here preaching. He didn't come here with business. He didn't come here to do business. No, no, not, not Tom Duchel. Even if he does business, that is not why he came here. He's just preaching. Look at us here. Yeah. I want to ask you. Well, you know, I, I, I don't, don't, don't be satisfied with it. When you get to heaven and you come and you say, yes, they'll ask you, so yes, what do you have to say? They say, oh, Tom Duchel. And what about Tom Duchel? He has his own. What about you? You? You have nothing? 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 Where are your fruits? Nothing? You just came with your bare hands? No even pajamas? You just come to heaven like that? You say you say you please everybody stand up. Everybody please stand up. I'll show you something. Stand up, everybody. Are you standing? You see, even to stand is it's like a mission. Now I want everybody to pull back your chair and put your hand where you were sitting. Put your hand where you are sitting. What do you feel? Warm. warm. You see, this is what some people, that's their whole mission, is to warm the pews. Yeah. To warm the pews. This is all you have accomplished, is to warm the pews. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Please sit down. We are the church. I want you to, I want you to sing a song to you about what we, we have. I thank God for your lives. But I want you to be preachers also. Yes. Yes. I want you to preach. Yes. There's nothing higher. Sit down. Please sit down. Sit down. Go, go down, please. Please, please, please obey quickly. We are ending. But I'm going to pray for everybody. But I want us to sing this song. You know, we, we, we know this song as we are the world. But we are the church. You listen carefully. We are the church and it's our duty. Please sit down. Please sit down. Sit down. Oh yes. Church, are we ready to do our work? How many believe that this is a Holy Spirit conference? Oh yes. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is moving. You know, there's somebody here. You are like nobody. But one day, you're going to be the pastor of several churches. Several churches. You see, my, my little pastor from Botswana, Patrick. Ah, he was standing at the back when I was preaching. Shh, please, please. 
He was 19 years old. And I preached, I, I preached about Lazarus. Uh, he had never heard anything like that before. He was eating peanuts. He left the peanuts and came and gave his life to Jesus. That's him there. Missionary in Botswana. Building mega churches. Oh yes. There are people here who are going to evangelize. There are people who are going to follow in Pastor Tom's footsteps, but you don't know him and he doesn't know you. Like personally, that's what I mean. You are here, but you, you don't know him. And he doesn't know you. But you are going to be very great in following such footsteps. Yes. And the power and the grace. Philippians 1 verse 7 says, you are, you are partakers of my grace. Philippians 1 and verse 7. You are partakers. You are going to partake of the grace of a missionary. To me, he's the quintessential classic missionary. Look at it. He says, you are all partakers of my grace. Please, King James. Change the version. Yeah. Paul said, you are partakers of my grace. My grace. The grace which God has given to me. Your sons, Pastor Tom, are also going to partake of that grace. Your sons. They are also going to walk in that grace. Yes. The grace of God which God gave you to come here alone, without support, without help. They are also going to partake of that grace. And then some ladies. Yes. Some ladies are going to partake of that grace too. There are some, there are some discounted girls. Ah, people don't have respect for you. Ah, God is going to use you. In this last hour, it's going to be the young children and the girl and the women. They are both, you know, sort of set aside. Like, you can't really be. It's the day of the lioness. Yes. God will raise you up. And God will use you. There are people sitting here Mostly you listen to preaching. By the time it's coming, people will mostly be listening to you. Mostly be listening to you. Yes. Now the Holy Spirit is coming on many people. Yes. Many years ago, I was um, in medical school in 1988. And I was listening to Kenneth Hagin. I started listening to Kenneth Hagin in 1978. And... I just was attracted to him. You see, you must know, know the difference between spiritual attraction and physical attraction. I was, I was drawn to him. So I would just put on his tapes all the time. All the time. Now I was in this town. It was part of my medical school. The last year. 1988, June. And I was all alone. And in the middle of the night, Kenneth Hagin's tape was playing back and forth. In those days, we had cassettes. And it was auto reverse. It goes, it comes, it goes, it comes. He was on all night whilst I sleep. But that night I was kneeling down like this. Yeah. And I fell asleep on the bed. And I woke up at about 2 a.m. 3 a.m. Don't worry when you sleep when you are praying. So long as you continue after the sleep. <laughs> Listen. Shh. Oh, yes. That night, something was about to happen that changed my life. As I was here, 
and the tape recorder was down there. Suddenly, something jumped out of the tape and just entered my belly. And I felt something going like, and then I heard a voice in the room. And the voice said, from today, you can teach. From today, you can teach. Yeah. And, the vo- and another voice, different from that voice, said, I will prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. From today, you can teach. You can teach. It's by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you power. That's how I'm preaching. That's how I'm preaching in the church. I'm still preaching. Teaching. Even, if, even at crusades, I teach the gospel. I preach in points. Number one, number two, number three, number four. Oh yes. Receive the grace. Listen, receive grace for ministry. Receive grace to travel. Grace to preach. Grace to go to Samaria. Grace to go to Judea. And to the ends of the world. Oh yes. Now, let's sit, 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 sit. I want to tell you, I want to say something especially to this church as we close. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 24, it says, God is going to give you a church. I want to have a church that is without spot or wrinkle. Without what? Spot or wrinkle. I want everybody to listen to this because of the age of your pastor. And the, because members are usually around the age of the pastor. My members are like around my age and then below, usually. When, this, when the Bible says without spot or without wrinkle, without spot has to do with holiness. We all know that. And you know how we are struggling with holiness. Tell your neighbor, God knows about it. About it, it, it. But not only without spot, but without wrinkle, which is a sign of age. An old church cannot do much. You can't even impregnate them. I'm going to Malawi. Sit down. I told you to sit down. God is looking for all the young people in celebration. And all the old people, either you modify and become young. That he might present himself a glorious church. Not having or wrinkle sign of age it's not that God is God is not against the old I'm very young oh yes (laughs) 16 oh yes 
of you fathers, if your son came along with a lady, a very grown-up woman, and said that this is the lady that he has found to marry, some of you will say, no way, over my dead body, you cannot marry this lady. She's your mother. You cannot marry her. She's too old for you. Somebody's got to be crazy. <laughs> you wouldn't allow your son. You say, no, no. She's too old. She's an old layer. She cannot. <laughs> oh, yes. You need a young, flexible. Sit down. Flexible. Maneuverable. Not somebody who will look at you and say, mm. Somebody's got to be crazy, man. You see the old ladies when your husband wants to have sex with you. They look at you with, through the glasses. Are you serious? Are you serious? Where are my glasses? Give me my glasses. They look through the glasses. Are you serious? Somebody's got to be crazy. But when you get a young, flowing, you see, young people, when they are having sex, so that they, they are not sure whether they are doing aerobics or acrobatics. Look, I'm going to, uh, I think these people. Okay, sit down, sit down. Celebration church, you must lose your wrinkles. Because some of you are surprised that people are shouting. Go to England, you see them shouting over soccer. And every country, they shout about different things. And they, they, they do all kinds of things. And shout about different things. And when it comes to the house of God, as if they've been baptized in lemon juice. You see them sitting so stiff, full of wrinkles, 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 wrinkles. Listen, Jesus. Jesus is coming for a glorious a beauty. He's coming for a beauty. No, man, men no, don't usually want to marry ugly uh, 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 people. I want to marry a beauty. And you see some of you sitting there, you're looking at it, you don't really understand what I'm saying. Man wants to marry a beauty. It's like, what is, what is he saying? We don't, we don't really understand this uh, illustration. Shh. Without spot. A church, he can say, go here. They will go. Look when Pastor Tom, they told, he looked on the Rhodesia and said, go. So I'm going. Back in my bags. If it was you, 
and they say go you say somebody's got to be crazy i should go yeah what what are you talking about yes that's what we are saying now that's what the church is saying now that's why the church is not going anywhere you rarely find any american missionary anywhere today that's why you see the church is now you see abominations are actually governing churches now oh yes listen i come seeking fruits i come seeking fruit don't forget you've forgotten what i was preaching about god is looking for fruit and he's looking for you to make yourself youthful i joined the, i joined a young people's church all my all my members are children oh yes i left i left i left the grown-ups oh yes you see people despise young people but remember solomon he served god when he was young he built the temple of god when he was a young man he was full of the wisdom of god when he was a young man he did great things for god said there would be nobody as wise as you from the whole earth when he was a young man but when he became an old man rather he built temples for astoreth and 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 baal and all these other god he did it as an old man you see people despise young people but you don't know that it is when you are young that you have strength also to obey god it takes energy to obey god it takes strength it takes zeal to obey god it takes energy so sometimes when you get old you see that you now start obeying less I was shocked to find that there's a difference between young Solomon and old Solomon. Oh yes, young Solomon is the one we love, the one we know, the one famous for building the temple, the one famous for being wise, the one famous for loving God. Bible says Solomon loved God. He was a young man, but when he grew up, his wife's tennis her. When he was a young man, no woman could direct him. He was full of desire, but the woman could not direct him. He'll just marry you, and when you tempt him, he'll just marry you and add you to the. To, 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 to the wives <laughs> but old Solomon oh that was too bad see if you are sitting next to old Solomon check whether you are sitting next to old Solomon of celebration church celebration church old Solomon my God sit down I want us to sing this song we are the church as we end you need to wait sit down please sit down sit down please we are the church we are closing and preach we must share the word of God to every boy and girl we must show 
this life we can see the people go they're dying every day did they know our savior jesus christ we are the church we are his people we are the ones who know the word of god so let's start preaching there's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of god it's true make a better world through jesus christ oh yeah god sent us his son so we'll know that jesus cares and he came to save the sinner from hell as God has shown us by dying on the cross so we all must give our lives to him we are the church we are his people we are the ones who know the word of God, so let's start preaching. There's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God. It's true, we'll make a better world through Jesus Christ. Oh, men go down to hell where there's no hope at all. Oh, yeah. In the lake of fire, there's darkness everywhere. Oh, let us realize that a man cannot be saved except through the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the church. Oh, we are his people. To know the word of God, so let's start preaching. Oh, there's a choice we've got to make to serve the light of God. It's true, we'll make a better world to Jesus Christ. Hey, we are the church, we are the church, we are his people, we are God's people, we are the ones who know the word of God. So come on, let's start preaching. Oh, there's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God. It's true, we'll make a better world through Jesus Christ. Oh, we are church oh yes we are God's people oh my we are the ones who know the word of God so let's talk preaching yeah and there's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God it's to make a better world through Jesus Christ hey, 
Jesus Christ. We are the church. We've got to start preaching. We've got to start doing what the Holy Spirit is giving us real power to do. To go to the ends of the world and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for everyone who is here tonight thank you for your mighty power just put down your hands for a moment maybe you are here somebody close your eyes for a moment maybe you are here somebody invited you but i want to give you an opportunity tonight to give your life to god i don't know how you came here i don't know why but the bible says unless except a man is born again he cannot go to heaven and today i want to stretch out my hand and offer you invite you to be saved to be born again you know i don't want what happened to the rich man to happen to you bible says and in hell he lifted up his voice being in torments today if you are here and you want to give your life to god you want to say pastor please pray with me i want jesus to save me today i want my name to be written in the book of life if you are here and you want to give your life to Christ, you want me to pray with you to be saved, genuinely saved tonight, then lift up your hand where you are standing. Just lift it up high like this. God bless you. I see all your hands. Lift it up high. At the back, upstairs. Maybe you, maybe you come to church, but this is, this is a, a real chance. 
this is a real opportunity to be saved for your name to be registered in the book of life you want to give your life to god today lift it up high i want to see all those hands god bless you i see your hand upstairs at the back everywhere god bless you now if you've lifted your hand i want you to do one more thing come from wherever you are come to me i want to pray with you in the front here please come just come come all the way come from upstairs come from the back come from the side come from where clap for them and encourage them us come come all the way i want to pray with you we are the church we are the church come on upstairs wherever you are pastor pray with me i want to give my life to god i i want to register in the book of life i want to be saved today come let me pray with you come on god bless you 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 jesus will save you from upstairs from the back wherever you are come we are Clap for them coming from upstairs. Come all the way. Keep coming. From upstairs, clap for them. So many people are coming. So many people are coming. You gave your life. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. We are the church. We are God's church. We are His people. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are tonight, tonight is your night. Tonight is your night of salvation. Oh, clap for them as they come. Encourage them, encourage them, encourage them, encourage them. We are the church. We are. unless you are coming to the front stay where you are please for a moment thank you listen before i pray you know one day there was a, a young man he told me he was at a crusade and i i preached and i said come for it he didn't come but i gave another offer he said he says he wants to thank me for giving a second and a third i did it three times but tonight i'm only doing it twice i want to give you an opportunity because you see this is the real prophecy for dying you will die it's just a matter of time yeah if you are here uh, you see people play with church so i go a bit like you are a religious person that's not what I'm talking about. There is a day 
you will bow your knees to God and you say, Jesus, I give my, my life to you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. The doors are closing, but I'm giving you a chance. If you are upstairs, you are in the corner, you are anywhere, you may not hear, you may not hear it like this again. Yes. You may not hear it again like this. And you may not have a chance like this again. And that's why I'm taking extra time for your soul. Because there's nothing like you. The Bible says that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? Before I pray, you are standing here and you want to say, Pastor, <laughs> I know, I'm not sure if I die on my way home, I don't know whether I'll go to heaven or hell. I'm giving you the last chance. If you are here like that, lift up your hand wherever you are in the congregation and come and join these people. I'm giving you, this is the last call. Come, lift your hand and come. Come, come from wherever you are. Come from upstairs. There is a lady. There's a young girl. There's a young girl. You are, you are here. You need to give your life to, to God. A young person, people in love with you, you think life is going a certain way. This is an important call for you. Come from wherever you are. Give your life to the clap for them and encourage them as they come to God tonight. God bless you. We are the ones who know the word of God. So let's start preaching. Come out of your chair and come to Jesus. There's a choice we've got to It's a to choice make you've got to make now. To shine the light of God. It's true to make a better world. Through Jesus oh, yes. Christ. Oh yes. Listen, I'm bargaining for somebody's soul. I'm bargaining for somebody's soul. Oh, yes. I'm bargaining for your soul. I don't know what combination, what type of words you want me to say, but I'm telling you, when you go to the airport, you hear them announcing, this is the final call for flight so-and-so to wherever. You hear this is the final call. This is the last call. Come on, I'm waiting for those from upstairs. You are still standing there. Your heart is beating. You are not sure whether you should come. Come on, my friend. Save yourself today. Give your life to God. Jesus always called people to come out publicly and say, yes, I receive Jesus as my Savior. I'm openly declaring, I want God. I choose God. I choose Jesus tonight. Come on, my friend, from wherever. Clap for them and encourage them as they come.
going to pray. All of you, listen. Listen. Where's Patrick? Run, run to me. This boy, he had never heard me preaching about Jesus. He had not heard the story of Lazarus. How many years ago? About 20 years ago. 20 years ago. He was standing at the back eating peanuts. Far away. When he heard about it, he threw it and came. Today, he's a pastor with many uh, people. (laughs) So, this, what is happening, it may look like something that is just happening, but it is a it's a turning point it's a turning point and you see some of you just strayed into church somebody invited you oh come we're having celebration but today your life is changing and your name will be written in the book of life your name will be written in the book of life your life is changing through the blood of Jesus Christ that's how your life can change there's no other way to change your life Yes, I've been a Christian for so many years and I'm so happy that I found Jesus. If I hadn't found Jesus, I, I can't even imagine myself. I don't know what it would have been like. Lift your hand. Before, before I pray, one more person, I don't know who you are, but it's a special thing. One more person. Listen, oh, God loves you so much oh, that he's saying one more, whoever you are, you need to run you need to come quickly i'm giving you a chance the last chance the door is closing the gates are shutting if you want to join them come now at this very moment please from up you need to run you need to run because there's no time this is the last very 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 last call please please what are you waiting for what do you want what Come on, my friend. Come from upstairs. Come from everywhere. I said I was going to invite you only twice, but this is the third time now. God should forgive me. But it's for your soul. It's for your soul. It's for your soul. I'm waiting. I saw some people moving from upstairs, so I'm waiting for them to come. Now, listen. Listen. Coming to God, it's a journey. You see, today begins your journey. That's your pastor there. God is going to use him to help you to go step by step. He's going to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ah. And from today, you see, the house you are born in is your house. So as you are being born again in celebration house, this is now your home. Amen. Where are the people from upstairs? Are you coming? Have they come? All right, lift your hands and let me pray with you. Say this prayer. Everybody also lift your hands and let's all say this prayer together. Okay, the upstairs people are coming. Please come quickly. Come quickly. The last call. Come. Are you coming? All right, come, 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 come. Amazing. What's your What's your name? Come. What's your name? What's your name? 
Shisha. Shisha. Tisha. Kisha. Kisha. Listen, God loves you. Listen, for all these people here, you are the last person to just slip through the gate and come to the cross. So God, God has a great plan for your life. Amen. The life is changing, Kisha, from tonight. Amen. God is going to use you. God is going to show you his plan. Lift your hands, Kisha, and lift your hand, everybody else. Say with me this prayer. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I am a sinner. I know I am a sinner. I have done many, many bad things. Please forgive me. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Make me a new person. Tonight, I open my heart and I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I am inviting you now. Come into my heart and change me. Change me, Jesus, forever. Please write my name in the book of life. My name is, mention your name, your name. Please write this name in the book of life. Tonight, I am registering in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me tonight. I am thankful. I am grateful for what you have done for me. Now, lift up just one finger like this. One finger like this. And say after me, Satan, listen very carefully. From tonight, I bind you. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Satan, I cast you out of my life. In the name of Jesus. From tonight, I will not follow you again. I will not obey you again. I will not serve you again. I belong to Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you. And I reject you from my life in the name of Jesus. Now lift your two hands. Say, Jesus. I can't hear you. Say, Jesus. I thank you. I love you. I like you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me tonight and helping me tonight to know you. I am grateful and I will follow you. Jesus, I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I am your follower, Jesus. Help me to serve you. Help me to follow you. And help me to do your will. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shout, Amen. Hallelujah.
you are born again. Lift your hand and say, I am born again. I am a child of God. I am a follower of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing that song. Where is uh, 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 what is it called? Yeah, Blessed Assurance. Yes. Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Do you know how to sing it? The foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Can you sing it? Come on, everybody. Purchase of God. Born of the Spirit. Born of His Spirit. Washed in his blood. Everybody here, lift your hand and let's all sing. This is my story. This is my story. This is my song. Oh, yes. Praising my Savior all the day long. All the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all that day long. Let's sing it again. This is the first time you are singing it as a born again Christian. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Air of salvation. Purchase of God. Purchase of God. Born of the Spirit. Born of His Spirit. Washed in His blood. I'm washed in His blood. Come on, everybody, lift your hand. This is my story. This is my story. This is my song. This is my song. Praising my Savior. Praising my Savior. All the day long. celebration church lift your hand the whole church lift your hand father bless and anoint your servants lord when you come seeking fruit from us may you find the fruit you expect to find lord when you came to the fig tree expecting fruits and there was nothing you cursed it lord may we be delivered from curses because you came to us seeking fruits and we never produce the fruits let the holy spirit come upon the whole church 
and let the church be galvanized and turned into a witnessing army an army of witnesses who are ready to go to Jerusalem to Samaria to Judea and to the uttermost parts of there let your blessing rest in this church let your peace rest in this church now I pray for every sickness and disease oh let cancers be healed let curses be broken let tumors disappear let fevers end let curses end uh, let dragons leave let evil spirits go out now in the name of Jesus receive your healing and receive your blessing in the name of Jesus put your hand on your head and receive your healing let every malediction and every plague every threat of death every threatening disease and fearful diagnosis from doctors Alama Satora Malashupe watching online anyone uh, with a threat on your life I rebuke that threat now uh, receive life from the Lord receive healing from the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said Amen the Lord bless you and the Lord help you and the Lord give you his spirit in Jesus name let's welcome I want you to meet your pastor this man is very important your whole life this man is very important your whole life this man this man very very important for your whole life all the way till you get to heaven so clap for him as he comes to talk to you Amen. Amen.